Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, oh, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey. Um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello, and welcome to We Are Weezer, Episode 12, Love Explosion. I'm Rachel. I am Rick. And here we are, Episode yeah, 12. we made it all the way to Episode 12. Feels pretty good. It does. It feels like a regular job now, you know, <laughs> starting to, you know, lightly plot an exit plan just in case my next evaluation doesn't go well. You know, I got to keep <laughs> opportunities open my back pocket, see what other podcasts are knocking at my door. Dude, I think that would be so fun to just like be professional podcaster for a job. I think that would be remarkable. But as we've learned, you've got to do that all on your lonesome. And you need 65,000 uh, listeners to make an impact. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if there's that many Weezer fans, but or that many Weezer fans that listen to podcasts. So, I yeah, it's know. a pretty narrow cross section. Yeah. It's a niche, 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 niche. I think all of those are acceptable. It's another okay. one of those fancy French words that Americans stole. <laughs> How are you this week? I'm good. I'm super pooped. Um, (laughs) What did I do yesterday? I spent all day sanding, patching and sanding drywall. I took down uh, some track lights. Do you know what those are? Oh, yeah. The weird lights in the ceiling that people used to do in the 80s and 90s. Took some of those guys down. Um... What else did I do? Went to brunch today. Um, yeah. Lots of house stuff. Tile. Sounds very and, um, domestic. What's that called? Two by fours and whatnot. <laughs> you did some two by fours? You did some two I, by fouring? I, I bought one for that was eight feet long. <laughs> and I bought some tile. So, for what purpose? Um, a new shower. A two-by-four for a new shower? Yeah. Well, we just needed one more to make um, like the, I guess, not the seat, but like the lip that goes where the doors are going to go to make it a little bit higher right there. How We're much renovating are you doing? It turned into a big thing. Honestly, we uh, we thought we were just going to go in and paint, and it turned into two new bathrooms um, and taking down popcorn ceiling and painting everywhere and just basically gutted the joint and we're just gonna like make it as nice as we can before we move in so hopefully we'll be moving in like two more weeks there's probably about two more weeks worth of work to do and then we can move in so yeah (laughs) it's a lot meanwhile I sat on my dad's couch with my child yesterday 
That sounds so nice. I can't wait to do that. I hope to do that in like two months. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my kid had Where some grandpa Liz? time yesterday. Oh, Liz was there. I just oh, okay. was. I was trying to uh, create the contrast of you, you know, wearing a mask with a jackhammer yelling commands at people. And I'm just sitting. I think my dad had Lifetime Movie Network on. <laughs> nice. Who got murdered? Um, or kidnapped? Or Someone was sleeping with danger. With the neighbor? Oh, oh, okay. Same thing. I'm not sure. It was actually quite awkward. There's a woman in a bustier having a really insane conversation with somebody. And it seemed very inappropriate. And you're like, hey, dad and son. Like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Uh, and then t- uh, today I went and saw Blade Runner 2049 with my friend Dimitri. Ooh, how was that? And that was a hell of a thing. It's two hours and 44 minutes. Um, good or it bad? It is a, a really, really good. Um, mm. But I'm a fan of the original, so I did go in with a bit of a bias. The original but is it, Harrison Ford, right? That's right, yeah. And he's in this one, too. Oh, okay. It's cool cameo? because... Oh, no, no, no. He's He's got a main role. Oh, cool. Is he good? It, yeah. He, he actually got to flex a little bit more acting muscle than he did in Star Wars or Indiana Jones, you know, those revivals. So it was nice to see him play on more of his strength as an actor rather than an icon. Okay. Interesting. But sequels like this... Uh, I'm always wary of because they can force you to rethink the entirety of the original. Like it can reframe the original in such a way that the original meaning is swept away for whatever new concept they have. And this Mm -hmm. movie, not only does it not do that, it poses dozens of other interesting questions of its own, sort of making it its own important work. And it also allows for like the five different cuts of Blade Runner that exist to exist simultaneously. So you could watch any one of them and watch the sequel and it would all work. It's very, very well done, but I'm not surprised considering it's the guy who directed Sicario and arrival and prisoners. So guys, a genius. Oh, Denis, Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Arrival is the cool alien one, right? That was out last year. Yeah. Really good. That movie made me cry. That movie made me cry too. I was bawling at an alien movie. Who does that? Because it's, it's all about the relationship between uh, parents and their children, which is especially potent for you and me right now, I would say. Or just, I don't know, human, like, interaction, got, you know? I don't know. we got young ones. Really good. And um, remind me about Blade Runner. I know it's a classic. I know I've seen it multiple times, but I ha- probably haven't seen it in 15 years. What's the plot line? Uh, The original Blade Runner is about a futuristic police detective who hunts down and destroys replicants, which are uh, imitation humans, robots that have rebelled. And he takes them out one by one. And as he does so, he's confronted with what it means to be human and what life really is and what being alive means. And uh, it's, it's just one of the most important sci-fi films of all time. I mean, many movies copy Mm -hmm the way it looks and it was directed by Ridley Scott. Who's directed at least one movie. Everyone has seen. Yeah. Uh, alien blade runner, black Hawk down Thelma and Louise kingdom of heaven. Well, Uh, and that's like the perfect new director for that movie then. Right. Uh, for Denis Villeneuve. 
Uh huh. Like oh yeah, he's the absolutely. perfect guy he's, to he's do his, this sequel. In watching the movie, and I know this isn't the Blade Runner podcast, but this is the intro, so you're going to listen to whatever we have to say, listeners. <laughs> yeah, you um, can always like fast forward, or you know, yeah, don't you fast forward, but you you could if you really don't care, you know. But uh, Villeneuve is enough of his uh, enough of his own artist uh, has enough of his own um, artistic expression on hand to really make it its own film. You could borderline watch it without watching the first one, almost. Because the film okay. does a pretty good job of just kind of telling you what happened in a way that matters to the story that they're currently telling. And Ryan Gosling, he's in total drive mode. He's just a silent Terminator with very few expressions. Ryan Gosling's in it? Yeah, he's the main character. Oh, now I really got to see it. Yeah, it's a if you can carve out three hours of your day, it's a hell of a thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, compared to your weekend, I just sort of sat around on a tush. Although I really feel like I needed a rest, as you can hear my voice is back to normal. I'm no longer sick, and I'm no longer in any real pain. So I'm kind of back good. to normal finally after about a month of garbage. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Now you just got to take it easy, so nothing else happens. Yeah. Well, this weekend was especially good with the with my wife. Just getting along so perfectly, getting stuff done, doing domestic fun stuff and hanging out with our kid, you know, talking to him during tummy time and laughing at him when he poops through his diaper. It was kind of a blissful (laughs) family weekend, to be honest. Just being together, togetherness at home. It's really lovely. I, I'm so in love with my kid and it makes me love my wife more because, you know, he's a product of our love and he like walks around on his own and he, well, he doesn't walk yet. He, he kind of lays, lays lays around on his own. (laughs) But he's got his own and, little personality already. And smiles know. at you and looks at you with his little eyes. And yep. he's quiet yeah. still. Yeah, he sleeps through sweet. the night already. I win. That's awesome. I win the baby lottery. I but think my that's wife, the best. When you finally make it to that point, you're like, oh, sleep. And, you know, they're not mobile yet. So it's nice. You, you know, I don't have to no chase running around. Yet. Yeah. My wife is a champ, though. I, I think she actually wakes me up less than she could because right now she still works at home two days a week. So I think she thinks she has more flexibility than I do. But I, I think she's carrying a lot of the weight uh, when I sleep. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm sure one lady. day you'll return the favor. I When I can, I do. I mean, he's at that. the baby's at that stage in his life where he needs mostly her and like me sometimes. Yeah. Well, there's always a diaper or a bath. Yeah. But there's way more breastfeeding and way more soothing, you know? Yes. Have you, have you gotten peed on yet or? Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Made the mistake of waiting too long on a diaper thinking, Oh, he, he filled this up with pee. He has nothing left. Flying everywhere. (laughs) And you're like, no, I mean, you reach a point in your life where you willfully put your hand in urine to stop it. You just kind of cup, <laughs> yes. cup the area. You're like, just pee all over me. Please just don't pee on everything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hand and your diaper area better than the wall because it'll go everywhere. It's like a it fountain. Does. And I don't mean to make a hard left into other topics, but we're already running a little long on the intro. So I do want to okay. bring up a couple more things before song discussion. Okay, um, yes. Yeah, but, but listeners, yeah. babies pee, and they pee a lot if you don't have kids. It's good times. Um, um, yesterday, so much. 
So much know, has happened. Quite a bit. And we're going to go super fast. Yesterday, uh, just a quick shout out to uh, a gentleman named Dominic from the yes. Weezer cover band Weezerton. Weezerton. Uh, they invited Rachel and I out to a show that we unfortunately could not attend. But please, uh, on Facebook and on uh, YouTube, look up Weezerton, the Weezer cover band. They are an earnest, uh, endearing tribute band to Weezer, and they seem to have a pretty good performing vibe. And uh, guys, if you are listening, or Dominic, if you're listening, the next time you are in L.A., we will be sure to check you out with a little more advanced warning. I will come. I will rock out. I will scream like your Weezer. You are our, your band is our kind of Weezer fans, so of course we want to <laughs> uh, say uh, also thank you for listening, but uh, we yes. can't wait to see you live one day. Yeah, um, super fun. We'll see what else. Uh, Rachel, or you're Rachel. I still mix you up with Juliet. Why is that? I know you distinctly. I know you both as individuals, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> our two co-hosts, Amy and Juliet, went to the Red Rocks show. Uh, where's Red Rocks? Is that Colorado, oh, right? Yes. Yeah. And they saw Weezer perform. Heard it was amazing. Uh, it looked amazing. It looked so fun. Yeah. I saw videos of the bus, the party bus. Dude. Yeah. Apparently there were over 100 fan clubbers at this show. Uh, so much so, uh, so much was the impression the fan clubbers make that the band actually premiered Weekend Woman live quite a bit earlier than I think they would have normally. Which is they didn't play so the whole cool. thing, but they dedicated it to the fan club. Aww. Oh yeah, new song. We got another new song. We were gonna do a roundtable about Beach Boys, but another new we song still came are. along, which we will I- probably throw in Weekend Woman as well. I can't believe that we got a new song before we could even do a mini on the other new song. It's know, like new song Bonanza or something. I mean, that's I, I personally am not excited about that. I'm tired of hearing the whole album before it comes out, but I'm kind of just, I mean, a part of the podcast is I got to keep abreast of everything. So I'm going to listen to it all. Uh, it was funny. Uh, the, the, all the hosts of the show have a text thread that has been open since the inception of the show. So it's just thousands of text messages and, I was like, hey, guys, new song is up, and it became apparent that I hadn't listened to it yet, and I had uh, Juliet, Amy, and Rachel. We peer pressured you. <laughs> they were like, just do it. Just listen to it. Just listen to it. So I did, and of course, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I'll get more it's into my so feelings good. if we can actually get the roundtable happening. It's a good tune. Uh, I, I like it. Has it has one of my favorite things in it ever of all what's time. That? It's the ch ch like from that <laughs> yeah. song, The Zombies, The Sound sound of so- Summer. So- Something of the season, start of the season. Yeah. It's like, and then, I don't know. To me, I find it like a very sexy summer song. And for Weezer to do it again just made me so happy. I don't know why. Because it's like two of my favorite things combined into one now. Because I love that song by the zombies. I was talking to my Weezer husband, Will. And he and I are both in agreement that neither of us are like especially blown away by what's happening musically. Uh, And I don't know why that is. I I think maybe the White Album just left such a good impression. But lyrically, I love, love, love this material. Um, It is so highfalutin and artsy-fartsy. And I feel like Rivers, even though he's apparently using a spreadsheet theorem um, formula to just stitch songs together, something's really working and I love it. And I really, more than anything, can't wait to hear this as a whole. I hear these songs individually, and all they make me want to do is sit down and listen to all ten songs in a row. Over I know and over I can't wait. I can't wait. So and than... I really can't wait for the Weezer weirdos. Like I want to 
know what what's up with that. So I'm kind of bummed know. out. It didn't turn out to be a track, right? It's not the name of West the Side song, Weirdos, but maybe it's a big. Maybe it's part of a chorus of another song. I don't know. It's, it's gotta, gotta be something. I, think, I know, right? Why else would there be the pennant? I don't know. Has there? I can't think of a time when there was something related in the merch that wasn't actually in a song. I mean, I guess so, right? Who knows? Hard to keep track with so many releases and so much content. But yeah. it's a good time to be a Weezer fan. And yeah. we are approximately 19 days away from the new album. It's coming up quick. I can't wait. So I think yeah. everyone everyone agrees that uh, Weekend Woman is the best so far out of uh, Beach Boys, Feels Like Summer, and... Um, Weekend Woman, right? What was the I other one? I can't speak for the royal everyone, but I don't feel that way. Oh, really? Yeah, and we'll get into this more at the roundtable. We're going to make the roundtable okay. happen, and we'll do Beach Boys and Weekend Woman. It's happening tomorrow. Woman. It is. Um, da, da, da. Oh, well, episode 14, we're leaving it up to you guys. Um, I put a poll up on the website. On www.weezerweezer.com. And so you need to go on there and vote for which song you would like us to cover on episode 14. Um, you, I, we maybe, uh, Rachel and I did not get a chance to discuss that uh, beforehand. However, um, episode 14 might be the Pacific Daydream episode because by then we will have heard the album and be able to talk about it at length oh my gosh that will be so exciting yeah but big doings lots of stuff coming up it's gonna be a really fun time we're gonna have so much good stuff to talk about but today we are here to talk about love explosion uh, love explosion love explosion <laughs> kaboom uh, off in of 2002's maladroit in your mm-hmm. face love <laughs> I'm drenched in love. It's soggy and smells like wet bagels. Originally known as, do you want me to stay? Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the explosion of love love. at the tail end of Maladroit. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Take a listen around you. back all right here we are let's get down to the biz love explosion was actually originally known as do you want me to stay um it's on maladroit it's track number 12 almost at the end there it is rivers cuomo song chronological chronology number 612 612 i don't know why Boy, I said it, it feels num- like it too <laughs> it does feel like the 612th song. <laughs> it kind of does. Um, it was released May 14th, 2002, and it's good old two minutes and 35 seconds long. It is a very traditional Weezer length length of song. 
traditional? Yeah, 235 is, is uh, in the pretty, sweet spot. Pretty of... lean. At, it's pretty lean even by Weezer standards. Who, yeah, who played on this bad boy? At like 250 or something. Um, it is officially released, and actually, Rivers wrote it. He also does lead guitar, lead vocals. Pat on the percussion, uh, Brian Bell on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, and Scott on the bass, slapping the I, bass. I want to. F- I want. <laughs> I was just watching that movie uh, in the waiting room of the Honda dealership when I got my car serviced over the weekend. I freaking love that movie so much. Uh, Don't but even get me I wanted started. to say <laughs> that I spoke to a coworker of mine who is a drummer. And he confirmed okay. that my explanation of a percussionist versus a drummer was spot on. Uh, I'm a percussionist. If I tap your head and it makes a good sound, but a drummer is playing a drum kit. So there you go, kids. You you can take that to, to the bank. It's worth nothing, but you can ask. So it basically just means that there's more than just drums in the, in this song. Yeah. And why he would be labeled as the percussionist uh, specifically when there is also very clearly drums. Who knows? Maybe... Because there is percussion, the drums are included in that whole set of percussive instruments. It becomes one of a, a kind if there's more than just drums on there. I'm wondering what other percussion there is. Is there like tambourine or something going on? I can't um, think of it I have right no idea. I, I listen okay. to that song and I find the, the drums and the guitar to be so overwhelming. I don't, I don't find it to be a particularly uh, dense song musically. So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do a, that much of a hard listen. Maybe I should have listened as an engineer, perhaps. Yeah, next time get on top of that. Well, I, I like to come into these things more as a fan because we're not a, a dissection <laughs> podcast and we're certainly not going to talk about the musicality. I'm you know, <laughs> just kidding. We're, we're, oh, no, you're not. You, you want me to and that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the listeners and I'm sorry to you. Yeah, get it together, okay? <laughs> uh, I mean, um, yeah. I so to. I, I don't know this. Do you want me to stay? Uh, I guess it had different lyrics too, and I don't even know what the SNS demos means. Why don't I know that? I don't know. I guess I, I forget what SNS means. But this song was um, not just demoed by the band once. It was demoed many, many, many times and went through quite a few iterations because this was uh, recorded and written during a time that Rivers was asking the fans directly what this album should sound like, what the song title should be. I mean, a fan, I think we said this in a previous episode, actually named Maladroit. So I think there's like seven or eight versions of this song floating around. Oh, wow. Um, According to Weezerpedia.com, it went. It underwent multiple lyrical revisions over the course of its history, and the last demo version was released to the fans in 2002 before appearing on Maladroit with lyrics that were closer to the original demo. Yeah, so I and guess we're gonna, he didn't really take too much to heart when, uh, when he was going back, back and, and forth, forth with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take a take a quick Big listen surprise. to <laughs> take a quick listen to that final demo version here.
yeah, no, it doesn't sound too terribly different. Um, and I, I wonder about that process of, of giving it to the fans and talking about it and figuring it out and chipping away at it when not much happened. That my, it, my general feeling of this song is that, you know, I think you echoed this in our, our pre-show chit-chat, that uh, he, he didn't really, Rivers wasn't really into this one. Maybe, maybe he felt like uh, the, the process wasn't so great. I just feel like maybe his heart wasn't in it or he was in like this weird and maybe that's why I didn't at when this when Maladroit came out and I heard it I wasn't drawn to it to listen to it over and over or again and I don't know if it was like the time in the world or the time in my life but I probably was feeling that I that maybe the emotion wasn't there for them either. It, it just seems like it was like they were just putting an album out, not really reaching into their hearts to find some good music. Does that make sense? We can't. Absolutely does. I mean, we can't know for sure. You know, you never really know, especially with Weezer, what they're thinking. Right. But and I, Rivers yeah, was all of... I'm not like going to pretend to Rivers was try. all of 31 when this was recorded. I mean, very different person. We know that he went through drastic changes in the following years once he discovered uh, meditation and and uh, he's a very different guy but if you read uh, interviews from this time and you hear some of the rumors about how he was at this time like this is I've mentioned this before on the show but there are rumors that if the band showed up late to practice he would find them or if they played incorrectly he would you know charge he would like dock them money or something and I don't know if that's true um I guess now that I'm broadcasting this, that could be considered libelous, and it is not an indictment on Rivers. Just a rumor I heard once. I don't believe it. Well, I read. um, So we had a lot of just. I was curious because we were talking about how uh, the fan interaction stuff, and I wasn't a part of that, and I didn't know about that. And I know for a lot of like the people on the message boards that that was like a claim to fame. Like, oh, you know, I helped Rivers write this song, and you know, holding on to their interaction with him at that time. But in reading some of those boards, I'm like, God, this like doesn't look like fun. And I'm glad it wasn't, you know. No, it know. seemed like kind of a kind of a shit show. I, I read yeah. many pages of a thread. And now this was a message board called the the Rivers Cuomo Correspondence Board or the Rivers Correspondence Board. And Rivers himself posted there as ace. And if you if you go on the the way the internet wayback machine the archive machine I forget what the website is called we'll but, put it up on the on the site yeah we'll we'll have a link to it um, Rivers was was kind of a kind of a kind of a douche you know lambasting yeah. previous records talking about how only in dreams was garbage and yeah he, he refers to it as Disney gay and it's just a very different dude from the dude you know not the kind of dude who would stand for a hundred pictures at the Red Rock show I can't even. I can't even explain the disappointment I was I had. I was just like disgust I was I was disgusted by what was what I was reading. I was like, Jesus. Um I read this interview on the heroes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to ruin it or you never know. Um there was an interview on the badpennyblog.com from 2010 um, and 
he came off really cocky and self-centered, which isn't really a surprise for Rivers per se back then. And um, he's like, yeah, we're like only interested in large venues and it's like really easy and natural to separate himself from the audience, which I thought was so weird because that's not what you should be doing. You know what I mean? No, I, I saw Weezer perform in this era. It was one of the shows in 2002 or early 2000. No, it had to have been 2002. And he, it was not good. You know, the, the band played well and they acquitted themselves well, but this is back when Rivers had almost no personality up on stage such that he seemed either disinterested or he didn't like what he was doing. And if you read interviews and you listen to some of the songs and the output at the time, and as much as I love Maladroit, you just get the idea that even if he didn't know it back then, he wasn't really into it. And it was, again, another wasn't big time of change. And it was coming out Maybe. that way. Yeah, I mean, that happens to so many of us, too. You know, we're unhappy, but we don't walk around saying we're unhappy. We just stop Act sweeping like or let the dishes pile up or be really shitty to people we care about. Right. Get a little too drunk on the weekends, whatever. Yeah. And now, no being judging. older now than Rivers was when he recorded this, I, I, I think to myself at the end of my 20s into my early 30s, and it's like, I think of... I almost think of myself still as a child back then. You know, his life is is almost completely inverted, I would say, other than the fact that he's still in a band, you know, stable relationships, children. Um, well, a real, how a really old were you when you, um... sorry. Whole, whole, uh, just very obviously a strong sense of himself and his art. Like Rivers is super confident and it's really paying off. You know, I don't, I don't feel there's a lot of uh, bluster or wasted effort on his part now. And I think that shows in the music. It's definitely a different direction, a more positive direction. What were you going to ask me before? I was going to say, how old were you when you met your wife? Uh, I was 22. Oh, that's right. I forgot you guys met like right out of high school or you knew well, we each met, other in high school. We met in high school and you college-ish. Okay. Well, cause I didn't meet my husband until I was 31 so I really don't really think I was grown up or emotionally stable or ready for a real honest to goodness relationship until about that age. So I'm just thinking, I wonder if that was like kind of the same thing with Rivers. Oh, I mean, especially for men too. I mean, yeah, I, I met my, my, who would become my wife and started dating her when I was 22, 23. But it, to say that we were, competently shepherding our relationship into the future in a way that would last forever. I don't think that started till my late twenties, early thirties, you know, when and you made a conscious decision to maybe grow up a little bit. I mean, not only a conscious decision, but there's certain points you run up against in life where it's like, you have no goddamn choice you're going to, or you're going to shudder everything you care about. So it's kind of, as my grandmother would say, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I did too, if that's what you're going to say. But we know that three years later, Rivers, I think he met Kyoko, married her either in 2005 or a little bit after that. And, and here we are a whole, I mean, it's I, the, the, listening to Rivers in 2002 and the music now 
so far back. It's like a it it, day and it night doesn't even night and day. Fe- it's day and night. And and of course, once again, this show doing the show having me look at it with a microscope. It's because I mean I I listened to Maladroit and the Green Album and Pinkerton and the Blue Album on a loop. Those four albums were always in my car. I the they were one chunk to me, and I loved how different they were. But having so much time now with Weezer and so much more content seeing Rivers as a person back then I'm kind of glad I didn't know who he was because it's just not my speed I don't enjoy that I would think oh god what a dick yeah you probably wouldn't have been a fan of it it would have been a huge turnoff yeah and the reason we bring all of this this color up you know we're not really talking about the song yet um I suggested doing this because they're has been uh, the idea and kind of a rumor, nothing too hard evidency, that this song was about his relationship with his fans. I know lots of people on message boards have asserted this. I believe that this is the case. Because Rivers has said on multiple occasions, no matter what he does, someone's going to hate it. Like, he's used to being hated at this point. Um, That's why I always feel that back when Everything Will Be All Right in the End came out, that he was truly... Uh, taken aback by how much the fans still loved him and all of that good stuff that you know would eventually result in everything will be all right in the end the memories tour and the the going back to the well and really embracing Pinkerton and the blue album again I, I think that all came from a very genuine place in his heart where he's like oh my god these people still really love us and the true fans really embrace us and love us even in all the ups and downs and all the change because if anything mm-hmm. if Weezer is anything they're a band that changes I mean from album to album they hardly sound like the same band anymore I know it's crazy and it's awesome uh, you know especially now that I'm a little older I appreciate that it it, it, it allows you me have to take to. You, the good and the you bad you can't just sound the same for eternity yeah um I went to go see the gorillas recently and um kind of did the same thing I was just kind of listening to hopefully re-remember or re-listen to you know just in case I heard an older song and they did just an amazing set list but going back to um cd number one and then going to the the latest release it's like they started off as like a jungly smooth reggae type of thing and now they've evolved to and it's they've always had like a lot of bass, but now it's more like contemporary and heavy and meaningful and just tight and cool. And it's it's really neat to watch, to like listen to the progression. And I think Weezer's also done that. Yeah, I think Weezer has managed uh, not a, a relevancy in the traditional sense because I don't think Weezer's popularity will ever be as high as it was in 1994 or 2001 or 2005 too. But um, I think within themselves and in the context of their music, they have stayed vital. Uh, And I'm super happy that the music they're putting out is challenging and interesting and generally good at this point because that's that's not easy to do. Not everybody's the Red Hot Chili Peppers where they can be together for 35 years and still put out a number one single on every single album that resonates with everybody. And no, Weezer's not doing that, but I think the music's just is, is good in the same way. You're like, wow, this is 
has legs, this lasts, you'll go back to it. For sure. And I don't now, know if anyone's going to say that about, um, for example, like Hurley or something. They're not going to say that about, they're going to be like, well, they had a lot of good ones. Maybe not all, yeah. but they had a lot, you know? Well, I, I definitely don't think they'll say that about Love Explosion. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> they, this song for me, it comes off of an album that I adore because it's such a good rock album. The guitars are fairly front and center and I would say Pat is almost abusing the drums and this was Scott's debut as the bass player. So the bass on this album is pretty, pretty awesome, pretty aggressive. But Love Explosion is the second to last song on the album and it, it comes at the end of a back half that feels like a slog. I feel like this song could have been very easily removed from the track listing and would have benefited the album. I don't know if it would have benefited it, but it's just kind of there. And it's not, it, it makes, you know, don't take me wrong. It's not a bad song. It's actually a good song. It is easy to listen to, but to me, it just sounds like the same old thing, kind of the same I, old I Weezer thing, the same old thing that was like out at that time in the world it's just kind of like, eh, you know, like yeah, nothing new. Eh, eh is right. And even as an indictment of the fans, let's say this song really is Rivers commenting on his fandom, which he says, take a listen around you. All the people that crowd around in your house, they've been wanting to kill you in your sleep. Take a load <laughs> off and bow down to the others who love to call you their names. They've been wanting to kill you in their sleep or in your sleep. It's not even like a really good F you to the fans. It's weird. Its message gets murky because it's like in all the bull that people sling, love is an ocean. I guess that's like a fancy way of saying relationships are complicated. I don't know. This there's yeah. just not a lot of meat on the bones here, and I don't. Well, I guess and I don't if you're enjoy an adversarial, to... I don't okay. enjoy an adversarial Rivers. I, I don't like the idea of him being so heady and, and antagonistic. I think that you can get that way by going on those message boards though I mean look at the way they're talking to him on those um, if you guys want to take a look we'll put the link but it's just like very it is it's, negative and then puts you caustic. in that frame of mind and then of course he's going to be defensive and then start talking crap about everything because he feels like crap now because everyone's been talking crap or whatever it's just it doesn't seem like it was productive it's, and you know listening to rivers nowadays who is is so um I, I feel like rivers is vastly more intelligent than most people i feel like his brain works on another level um if you go back and read quotes from rivers at the time like i have one right here this is from the maladroit era uh it's a spin magazine article he says before there was always someone around telling me what to do now suddenly there's nobody telling me what to do I could have sworn last night while we were doing the video shoot for Dope Nose that somebody was going to make me shave, but nobody said anything. I feel like you could replace shave with, you know, brush my teeth before bed. Like, I can't believe that that's Rivers Cuomo talking. It, like he was surprised that nobody made him or nobody was telling him what to do. It, not just that, but it just sounds so petty and childish. Like... I always thought for sure they're going to tell me to shave my beard, but nobody did because I'm a rock star. I it just imagine him saying Cuomo that stuff Fraser. now. I'm so cool. Uh, he would never say anything like that now. It would just wouldn't come out of him. 
You would hope not. I mean, I still think that there is that, like, we are Weezer and we are awesome and you, they have to be. I mean, it's got to be hard to not, like, feel like you're better or fancier sometimes just because you have money and you do get to do whatever you want and you can do whatever you want and people love you and you're successful you know like those are all things that make you have a big ego but they don't seem to like maybe show it or act rude about it you know what I mean there's ways to be humble and I maybe it's the meditation and the family and it keeps them a little bit grounded yeah and he has said as much I mean we're, we're fairly roasting we're, we're raking him over the coals a little bit which no no not, well I'm raking old rivers over the coals um not exactly. intentionally he, but I've read it all I mean how can I like, you can't ignore the things that he said yeah and then it gets good to remember folks that the song pardon me or the damage in your heart from make-believe it's about that part of him you know coming yeah, he to knows. terms with that and he apologizing. Knows. So I we, think we Rivers all know. Is a we, good dude. At some point, we're all jerks. At, oh, for sure. In our lives, you know, and and so the point is that you can come back from that or whatever. Yeah, I, you totally can. And I mean, he did it while being a famous rock star, so it was probably worse for him. There you go. Um, There's that. You have another you, quote here. Yes. That, uh, well, I have. I have my favorite quote, which I'll save for after this one. But um, on ad- adequacy dot net. Uh, in May 6, 2002, um, Synthetic at AOL.com said Probably that... Probably just a play um, on the word synthetic. <laughs> so clever. Oh, yeah, maybe. Or like psych, psychologist synthetic. I don't know. I, I hate um, whoever this is so much. <laughs> okay, here's the quote. But maybe that was Weezer's intent, as even the title Love Explosion sounds like locomotion, like the song locomotion. Like, do you want to do the locomotion with me? Uh, yeah, despite the song definitely the flaws, has a locomotion flavor. <laughs> I know. It was funny. I was like, that's true. Um, the songs show the band treading towards something new and exciting. With each subsequent listen, it sounds as if the band is struggling to find a new sound to describe them. But essentially, that is every band's albatross. Even if it may not be consistently on the dot, it's better than rehashing the same old shit. Um, (laughs) And what else did I say? Oh, around this time, the time of its release, Maladroit, his relationship with the fans was a little bit awkward. And (sighs) to um, say the least, Jesus, yeah, evil. I think it does sound like locomotion, unfortunately, now that I now I've, that someone's pointed it out to me. <laughs> yeah, you guys can judge that too. I I mean like his interactions with the fans were him telling them how shitty songs on the blue album were and them saying, you know, you can't tell me that it's crappy. I still love it and he's like, You're wrong, it sucks. <laughs> it's so weird. I know. That's the relationship that he has now, but in reverse. I hope so. I hope yeah. he doesn't like still think that about only in dreams. Cause I don't know. That's insanity. But yeah. t- uh, please, please share this other quote here. Cause <laughs> I want to, I want to point out something. 
So um, from the same spin.com or spin magazine interview, July 1st, 2002. Um, gosh, where's I didn't put the author, but I will. Um, Brian. So they ask him, do you see yourself singing Buddy Holly at 50? And River says, I hope not. And then Brian says, we don't care about hit singles anymore. <laughs> I found that to be one of the most deliciously ironic things in the world because their next album would feature their biggest single even now, Beverly Hills. Well, and they would in what less are than they doing right time, now? What are they doing right now? Seeing Buddy Holly and hit singles. Well, that was the thing I was going to point out. Rivers was 31 back then, but he's 47 now. Uh, Rivdog, Riverino, Riverola, you have three years to stop singing Buddy Holly. I hope you don't. <laughs> But it's getting close. You're 47. They're like, now. okay, on my birthday, I will never sing Buddy Holly ever again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And God forbid that happens. Oh, my gosh. Um, she's going to be 50. That's crazy. Right? That so crazy. Yeah, I just love, uh, we don't care about hit singles anymore. Beverly Hills, biggest <laughs> song in their career. <laughs> Is Beverly Hills their number one? It can't be. Yeah, I think it's their highest charting and most popular selling single of their entire career. Ugh. Should be saving, so. I mean, it should. I mean, or I think Buddy by Holly, virtue of the fact Or pretty that, much anything else except for Beverly Hills. I don't yeah, know. there are five other songs on. I'll take uh, Island in the Sun over Beverly Hills. I'll take Hills. a perfect situation. Uh, pretty much anything, right? I'll take Unbreak <laughs> My Heart over Beverly oh, Hills. Oh, I love that cover. That's so good. It is really good. They should do a duet. <laughs> She's too busy with her reality show. Braxton's Wait. No Best or Braxton's on the Shut Prowl. Or... up. They've had a reality show for years, Braxton you... Family Values. Or... Yeah. Are you serious? What channel? Yeah, they just drive around. Huh? What channel? Oh, God, I don't know. E? e maybe? Maybe Oxygen or whatever Halle channel Halle Berry has a reality show? That's not... That's not Halle Berry. That's Tony Braxton. Oh, gosh. I'm such a nerd. Don't even. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was preposterous. I apologize. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to. I know Tony to Braxton and Halle I know Berry Halle Berry. <laughs> Both I'm very beautiful. i Halle Berry repeatedly over the next few episodes. <laughs> so, uh, hey, welcome to We Are Weezer episode 13. I am. Rick, and I'm here with Halle Berry. No, I meant Tony <laughs> Braxton. No, it's Rachel. I'm here with Rachel. Well, you always call it whatever. Juliet. Is that Juliet is so Tony Braxton? I'm very Could confused be. now. Could be. Who knows? Or, or Halle Berry. I'll, you know, I'll I've never take met either Amy. one, She could be honestly. Halle Berry. <laughs> All right. From now on, it's in the garage with Halle Berry or Tony Braxton. <laughs> Well, ask, you know, which one do they want to be today? <laughs> um, yeah, so Love Explosion. Um, lots of different versions. We'll play a couple more clips for you. Um, How many demos uh, were there? Five? I'm not exactly sure. Um, that We'll clarify that in the Q&A, and uh, I'll okay. have some samples uh, peppered throughout the episode here. Um, it's uh, It's... The time in which the song was recorded is far more interesting than the song itself. Um, so there you have it. 
It sounds very, it even sounds like kind of green albumy with it, with it, it's, he's got a, a slight hint, tinge of Green Day accent happening again in this song. Kind of like yeah, yeah. the other one, why am I having a brain fart? The other one on, um, was it Hurley? Oh yeah. You're the, you're like, does he have a cold? Is that Rivers even? Yeah, he's it's like he's doing that again. I feel like I'm Jake Sinclair telling him, don't do that accent, Rivers. Go back to your original Blue Album accent. (laughs) Stop doing Green Day. Don't do Green Day. Green Day's already doing Green Day. Right. And that's enough. We don't need more of that for sure. Yeah. Um, Well, we got to get to the garage segment here soon. So let's rate this bad boy. Okay. Uh, Unless you have anything uh, else to add. We see listeners, we do have show notes and we do have a very gentle guide that we follow for these shows, but we generally just talk at each other loudly for 40 minutes and hope we cover everything. (laughs) Um, No, I'm good. I think we covered everything that I had down there. How about you? Yeah, no, I've I've given most of my thoughts. I, I would say, like with the other episodes on this show, the reasons we choose the songs, it's meant to add a little more color to the fandom. You may not know some of this information. You may not even really know this song, actually. Uh, so give it a listen and kind of dig into the era and get a little deeper knowledge on your uh, on your old uh, Weezer fans. Yeah, Weezer go friends. to um, the Q and A on the episode and. Just check out the links and read the interviews and you will be surprised with what you read because it's so harsh and um, it's just interesting. That's all I'll say about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me let me share my rating here. Okay. Um, Do it. So I give this one lightning strap, one smooch. One Scott in a vest and one Blazer Brian. Ooh, inadvertently uh, um, kind of clothing themed. Um, I give it a seven, which feels kind of high. Um, I may revise that in the future, but given our uh, intensely complicated rating system, that is <laughs> how I feel about it. it. I give it a solid seven, which I guess would be like a like a C plus, because I think the song does rock. I love how it sounds. It's not a but, bad song. Um, but it's just a, yeah. it's but a, I give it it's a seven. Actually, it's a good song. It's not like, it's not super awesome. I wouldn't well, let's say. Well, let's see. Let's see once you give your rating how good it is. I give it a smooch, a Weezer prom picture, and a Blazer Brian for a total of four. That's, that is not good. So, it is not good. <laughs> so that means the aggregate We Are Weezer rating for Love Explosion, Love Explosion. Love Kabooms is explosion five of love. point explosion of live. It's five point five. Yeah, that's our lowest rating yet. I think. Is it? I think it is. Ugh. Unfortunately, sorry, Love Explosion. Ugh. I can't believe that Can't Stop Partying actually beat you by a lot. <laughs> I would I would listen to Can't Stop Partying more than Love Explosion. Me too. The song bores me. There, There's, I said it. There are better songs on Maladroit. I will say that. You know, it's funny. Um, up until that point, 
until Maladroit came out, Weezer albums were 10 tracks only. And, and yes, most albums had quite a few B-sides and other tracks, but the main track listing was 10 songs. So I actually went out of my way once to burn a CD of Maladroit with three tracks removed so I could have a 10-track album. And Love Explosion always got cut out. You're such a music nerd. I love it so yeah. much. Along with Slave and... Um, possibilities so it would go uh fall together then december okay that's what i would well, do because i was like weezer albums are supposed to be only 10 songs and that's it and now of course <laughs> we're coming up to album 11 or 12 or whatever and i'm like i wish there were more songs there aren't enough i songs. know i know so I, I'm a fickle, i do wish I'm a there was beast. more and you know being in the fan club i assume we'll get uh a B-side from this album, maybe on a seven inch and there'll be more content. There's always more songs than they put on the record. They whittle it down. So we'll hear more and I'm sure they'll I'm be excited for the B-sides because like as is in... traditional for Weezer, the bonus tracks tend to be better than what's on the actual album. So <laughs> we'll see. We shall we see. We shall see. But uh, we will be right back with you for. We're going to the... go to the garage with Juliet. Yay! Are we going to ever go back to the garage with Amy again? When's the last time we did the garage? It's been years. With Smart Girls. We well, actually, the last girls. time we went to the garage was we went to your garage. Yeah. So we did yeah. Amy's garage with Smart Girls and then my garage with Michael and Carly. No yeah. garage last time because too cray. And then it's Juliet's turn. So I just yeah, want to throw Amy. my hat in the ring that, that someday somebody's got to come to my garage. I'm going to say garage like my grandma did. Garage. <laughs> the valet. The valet. Have do the valet bring your valet? car to the garage. <laughs> we should. Well, actually, you know what we should do? When Will is on the episode, we should go to your your garage. Like his his and I, our, our Weezer garage? Yeah. I would definitely say that Will and I co-own a Weezer garage together because that fandom came up together. So I'll go. I'll go to your guys' garage. Cool. I like it. Signed, <laughs> sealed, delivered. Let's do it. But we'll I'm be excited. right back. I'm excited All too. Right. See you in a moment. We are in the garage once more. Yes, we're in the garage with Juliet and Amy tonight. Yes. Hi. Hello. Very exciting. Juliet is subletting part of her garage to yes. Amy. <laughs> Me garage yeah. is your garage. I'm, I don't just, know I'm just crashing here for the weekend. <laughs> Joan mm-hmm. slash Carl, please look up what garage is in Spanish. <laughs> garage? Garage? No, I don't know. Uh, I should know. But... Um, Okay, so you guys just, well, today's garage is about your guys' wonderful experience at Red Rocks, which happened for Mm -hmm. us yesterday, two days ago, and for everybody else tuning in, it was October... Saturday, October 7th. 7th. Yes. And, okay, so tell us everything, because it was... It seemed so fun and amazing and saw so much stuff. And so just, just it give it to so me. It was so amazing. It was the um, best well, show ever. You... <laughs> Let's talk at the same time. 
Um, it was really cool. Let's go uh, one at a time. Let's start with uh, Juliet. Okay. Um, well, I, you know, you guys know I wanted to uh, throw some answers or questions out to Weezer and get their their um, answers. And it turns out that um, they had a meet and greet, and I was able to talk to Lisa. And Lisa was like, "Oh, Carl's going to answer your questions." So um, that will be forthcoming, I guess. I'm not sure when that'll happen. Um, but excited about that. Um, and that just goes Which to show me. Which is exciting because we, like, I made an attempt to do that and mm-hmm. no response. So mm. it's cool. But to be fair, I didn't get a uh, meet, a meet and greet at Kaboo because it was like a festival. A festival. Yeah. But I think this was a, a special a yeah. special event type of situation so and that's it, so cool yeah and it hit me so many different ways because as you guys know michael and carly we just had episode 10 that's where they you know had their tragic moment it was in colorado it was after a show in colorado so i don't know if that was like very i was mm-hmm. probably was not conscious at all in their minds but it was like a weird connection and it was a weird thing like red rocks and like and oh, so many fan clubbers came out. Like, you know, we've seen Weezer, I don't know how many times in concert. And this is the first time that he ever mentioned the fan club. And he totally did a shout out to the fan club and saying, when saying like over 100 fan clubbers, you know, came out to Red Rocks. And so he played the beginning of Weekend Woman, the latest single that they just released um, for us. And it was just like so awesome. So it just goes to show you the tie between between the fans and the band is like so strong, you know, and um, I think they just appreciate um, the fan club. I don't I don't know how, like how many other bands like, you know, would do that and stuff. But well, it's such a lovely contrast to what we just discussed in the episode mm-hmm. where um, back in 2002 and 10. Two, mm-hmm. seven and ten I don't know but um, a couple of different interviews where the relationship is strained between Rivers and the fans mm-hmm. and even fans you know good like longtime fans so it's pretty I think that's why kind of why I wanted to do the Red Rocks because I thought oh we can we can t- for sure say that that's changed right mm-hmm. like did you guys feel special and were they cool when you got to do the meet and greet? Yeah, well, I mean, the meet and greet went by fast. Um, like, I was going to, you know, maybe, like, ask some questions really quickly. All I got out was, like, so you guys like in Red Rocks? Like, <laughs> that's all I got out of it. And, uh, you know, Rivers and Scott were like, yeah, you know. And, like, we had to be ushered out and everything. Um, but, uh yeah, I mean, the fact that it was like when they sent out the email announcing the concert and it said it was a dream venue, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I have to go. I mean, I had my own personal connections too to Red Rocks, but I was like, oh, my God, I have to like this is a must. I don't know, Amy, what did you think when you saw the email for dream venue? Well, I uh, immediately was like, OK, this is going to be my birthday present this year. So <laughs> oh, nice. uh, that's great. It was my anniversary present, oh. actually. My husband is my, my anniversary <laughs> present for us. So <laughs> that's so awesome. Fun. Awesome anniversary. Yeah, right? Um, and the weather was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Red Rocks has been my bucket list venue for a very long time. So to be able to see Weezer mm. at mm-hmm. Red Rocks. Also, this was like my first fan club experience because I didn't get 
added to the mm-hmm. Facebook group until like a year ago. So I hadn't seen them since. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, was like that? the best weekend ever. It was like Weezer Christmas for me. Um, <laughs> Did you guys oh, go gosh, on the bus no, and stuff? No. Or? Uh, we just drove ourselves. I Okay. I saw the bus, though. You know, it, it looked yeah, like Weezer. Yeah, we were Weezer. driving up. It looked like Weezer Christmas with the sweater I, you're exa- wearing. That's why I wore the sweater. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm that clever. <laughs> and we got to do the meet and greet. Did anyone want to destroy no, it? No, or? I was really... I, I felt like I was that setting was really people bad. up for that, but nobody took the bait, which I was super bummed about. <laughs> you actually clipped off well, a thread there you and go. let it dangle, and no one took oh, the bait. Oh, I should have had a thread. Or a thread yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, it was uh, one of the best experiences that I've ever had as a concert goer, um, just because it was my first uh, fan club experience getting to see like our awesome people that you see on message boards all the time um and to have a meet and greet thrown in in it mm-hmm. like this was the best weekend ever yeah even though the meet and greet was uh short and sweet uh did you you felt satisfied i, I had a feeling the security might be especially tight given what happened in vegas a week yeah, ago you, you know i um right. i was satisfied i i was so I bought my husband a fan club membership just for this because I really wanted him to experience this with me. And I, um, I almost, I don't know. I I feel like while they were just, the band was just standing there. So I almost felt like they were like being cows herded around. And I was like, man, that must kind of suck. But at the same time, like this is kind of your job, but I don't know. I'm a little conflicted. Um, I was happy with the experience. I got to about, take a picture with my honey about with my uh, band con- boyfriend. Conflicted about what? Yeah, favorite so band. I I'm I'm a very happy Amy right now. <laughs> I still like to think that I'm like on cloud nine. It's like that post cloud nine where you're on like cloud, <sighs> uh, whatever is the next step for cloud nine. I don't know, uh, but I am. When when I was looking at the pictures, it kind of like you could tell it looked like they were just yeah. like standing there. I want them to like put their arms around you or like do like a hey or jazz hands or like do something a little bit special and different yeah, for everyone. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> even if you look I would at the want. one with Carl Pat's and Lisa, smile were, is like, absolutely the same yeah, every time. But even if you look at the one with Carl and Lisa, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, maybe they were. Well, tired. you know, it was actually a big deal to get the meet and greet in the first place. Usually, you know, even if it is their own, um, like a concert, it's just one big, you know, group yeah. picture. And uh, I think they thought maybe that would be the case, but it was just the tight. The space yeah. is just too tight, and so they just like ushered in people and stuff like that. We were actually lucky to get just us in the shot, or I don't know. Actually, I can't remember. I mean, like, because uh, you know, Cherry, she got like the whole group in there she tried to get everyone in there i don't know if they were they were trying to do that or not actually now that i think about it but um uh when i heard that they were trying to get groups of five to eight people in there i was like oh that's really just trying to like you don't even know who you're taking a picture with (laughs) (laughs) get in there but um 
by the time it got to like me and Amy, get in there and be happy. Yeah, by the time it got to me and Amy, we got our own personalized yeah. like shots. But I saw that you guys got to be alone with them, and I was I like, know. "Ooh, fancy!" Well, actually, and very to, cool. And to top it off, like to make the experience even better, I had seventeenth row tickets, and um, I probably shouldn't say this, but um, the security, um, the ticket people actually weren't very much on top of things and I was able to be in the third row center <laughs> with me and my husband so we got like awesome. yeah really so I was extremely happy with the whole concert going you know my husband was like oh that was so amazing and I was like I know and so and my husband you know knew well ahead of time the the questions that I was uh you know uh, sending to them and in the email I had mentioned that Weekend Woman was one of my favorite singles in particular and so when they played God. weekend woman i was like that was oh amazing <laughs> this is so cool i, I was I'm so dead. happy with I am yeah. beyond i was <laughs> gonna just ask you guys what you thought about the set list i'm i've asked this question um i think to rachel but i'd love to hear your guys's answer too i how do you feel the new material sits oh, it, in it, with it fits the so classic? well i liked like, it mexican fender sounded so yeah. amazing live yes like yeah well also that's a great opener they needed to change up hash pipe they were it was so good even (laughs) just changing the um the order can Mm -hmm. make it seem fresher more you know special Mm -hmm. you know for each show Mm -hmm. well also that was also another question that i asked like you know do you alter the set list knowing like for the venue or for the um, knowing that a whole bunch of fan clubbers are showing up. So like in a lot of different ways, I'm like, oh, they got these questions ahead of time or something. I don't know. Because they're totally like, like they totally like kind of in a way without like indirectly kind of responded to the questions with like the set list. I mean, you know, I, I, who, yeah. who can yeah. really know? Possibly. Um, but it really like it was like they were tuned in to the questions or something, <laughs> or maybe it's just like that's how they were gonna do it. But I think they they just hear it a lot or they see it a lot. I mean, mm. it's like a broken record thing that people say. Mm. So, well, actually, hashpipe about was... their summertime event set yeah. list. Well, I was just going to say Hashpipe has been their opener for the past mm-hmm. year or something um, at festivals and like whatever. So it was really cool to have Mexican Fender and have that be like just a great opener. Yeah, I thought it was good. So I was like, oh. I think that's a good. It's I a also good really liked that they played yeah, the full sure. cover of Hey Ya. That was a nice little moment. I <laughs> loved it. it. It was just so funny. <laughs> Doesn't it feel weird to hear River say now all you ladies and Lucy Lou's get out but on the I floor. But I loved it. It was I so it sound, Looking it was, at his little face up there all nerdy and cute <laughs> and say those words or be like sassy with that like outcast words part. is yeah. really funny it, to me. I think it's kind of funny it's that a, Rivers is covering uh-huh. an extremely outdated song with outdated references to Lucy right? Lou. <laughs> I loved it. Beyonce's and stuff. Yeah, but it's a, it's a classic. It's a everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. it makes you happy. It makes yeah. you want to shake it. It's shake fun. It like a well, actually, picture. and and I really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Polaroid picture. We all sing no, on totally. this show. <laughs> well, also 
like because it's not a Weezer song, it doesn't have the Weezer twist in the lyrics. And so in a way, it's like a purely joyful, funny mm-hmm. song in performance. I don't know. It, it's it's so like funny oh, yeah. and fun. So I really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Too. And I was just like so I can tell by around the entire time to that song. It was so great. I can tell by just the tone in both of your voices, even though the show was several days ago, you're still riding high on it. So it was worth the the travel, worth the time, and a a, a strong mark in your your path of Weezer fandom. Hey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Hey, yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. For sure. Well, hopefully, next time a, a good show comes around, we'll all go, we'll all converge somewhere. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, he's I he would love said to go together. Yeah. Well, he said um that today Monday that he would be having uh they would be having a really long rehearsal uh for Pacific Daydream. So it made it a big hint for a huge tour next year for Pacific Daydream. So Oh my god. At least that's what I it signaled wait. to me. Please play lots of new songs. Can we please go to Pacific Daydream concert be, together, guys? Oh, let's make this that happen. Would be a g- uh, dream. That'd be so fun. Yeah, totally. All of well, us together. Yeah. Also, okay. Also, <laughs> well, two guys, more things and... quick. That was oh. really great about this show is Juliet and I, A, we got to meet. So she's the first one that I've met, actually like physically yeah. met, which was awesome. And then we got to <laughs> actually like Hi. spend some time with Lisa and take her picture. Well, take a picture with her. Yeah. I saw that. I know. How exciting. And Mother Lisa. So um, She's like, so was she? How, did you just like no, yell at her? She was like, like hey, right Lisa, there. she was so available. Say, yeah. Can we take a picture? She's so accessible. She's passing out like you know the um, the wristbands and everything, and but she's definitely like you know Mama Weezer, and Carl is like Papa Weezer, yeah. you know. So yeah, she's <laughs> just so nice and inviting, and you know she hugged me like it was just great. Like we hugged, it was like awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, That's but so cool. I've met and talked to her before, so you know. But yeah, she's great. So. You guys, I what can't wait you for you to meet her too. I mean, so, and Carl, Carl's the one who gave me the set list. Oh yeah, so. you got the set list. Oh, so cool. I know. So, oh, don't worry. You guys are gonna get something in the mail, so oh, it's yay. all good. What? I got it covered. What? I'm, I'm gonna. What? You know, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I'll just keep it open. I like that. I like that. To, to be continued, guys. To be continued. Yeah. We'll see what the next episode. Wait, do you have for. secret surprises that you're not sharing with us? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what do you mean I'm not sharing? I said keep an eye out in the mail. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> it's well, guys, super fun. So. Thank you very much. Did you say hi to Carl oh, too? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Nope, really quick. It's okay. Did you say hi to Carl? I didn't get a like, chance to, but he like, knew who I I mean, I said, yeah, like I said, hey, Carl, or something. I don't know. He looked, as he was, you know, ripping off the set list, he was going to walk in, in another direction. And then he saw me and he just walked straight to me. Here you go. And I was like, oh, thanks. So I think, I think they know who I am. <laughs> You're cool like that. You, I mean, you got it that way. They've, they've seen me around. So <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Cause you've been in the videos and. Like, been around you know, and like the whole U bait and stuff and and everything. So, I've talked to Carl before afterwards, or I was saying something to Rivers or whatever. I had a a, a little um, ornament for him after one of the shows, and he's like, "Oh, give it to Carl." I'm like, "Okay." So I said, "Hey, Carl, you know, Rivers said to give this to you." La, 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 you know, 
like what a fan does. And so <laughs> it was fun. Cool. What was your second thing, Amy? I, I think those were the two things, Lisa and uh, the set list. I think. Oh, I, I don't remember. And the set list? I don't remember. I got too excited. So what other fan club people? So shout out to yeah. Lisa and Carl and obviously Weezer. Uh, what other fan club people did you guys interact with? Cherry. <laughs> of course. And then um, we got, I saw that picture. Very cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, all like just other like Weezer people that there's probably a good like 10 that like probably if you like look at her at their um, picture and the fan club, you know how like Carl like posted all of them. Um the ones with like the, the the sun, headband, you could barely you can't mm-hmm. really tell in my picture, but I have a sun headband on, and uh, that's from Cherry's brilliant mind, and that's from Feels Like Summer. It's a throwback to when he was the sun, in like some late show late night uh, um, performance, and so she like oh, made cute. like eleven, and I asked her if she had any more for you guys, and she's like, oh no, I only made eleven. I'm like, oh okay. And so, um, but those are the, the ones who like, those are the LA ones that I've always seen around, I guess. So, cause you know, me and Cher are from LA, so, uh, it's easy to do stuff with like the LA. I mean, she's in Beverly Hills. I was in like Century City. It was like, you know, so close. So we'd have lunch, you know, (laughs) and we got to, me and Amy got to meet. So, yeah. That was good. Cool. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm. I was excited about that, and it looks so fun. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm glad you had such an awesome time. Yeah. Um, I hope to like go see them somewhere yeah. as cool one day. And yeah, thank you for sharing the stories. Yeah, we're happy to be the representatives for the podcast. There, <laughs> we're like, hi, we're the reps. Um. We're here to, to do our business here, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. Cool. All right. Is Rick still there? Are I was going to say. I am just here them? to – no, I'm here. I'm just here to soak up your uh, stories. <laughs> I, I was not there, so I don't need to add much. You're you're hiding behind a box in my garage with a beer. I, I don't know, Rick. <laughs> no, I just stop being creepy, Rick. I, 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 uh, I fell asleep on the couch in the corner. You know, I'm a guy. Wherever <laughs> I can get a few winks, I'll go for it. <laughs> that baby, I swear, keeping you up. <laughs> uh, no, not anymore. I already I already that. can't use him as an excuse. He sleeps longer than I do now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love so, that. That's you're great. in the zone now. I like it. I love it. It's yeah. pretty great. But I'm really glad you guys had such a good time at Red Rocks. I there there is so much complaining about Weezer Live lately, and I don't know if you saw Lisa's missive on the yeah. Facebook uh, group today. I love that, and uh, we, I didn't we can get see into that. that. Today. I would urge vacation. you to go, I which I urge you to read it. it. I kind of agreed with her. Yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, I know that. I you know, I don't. I know it's easy to complain, but at the same time, it's easy to like justify it as well. Like I have to put myself in their shoes where they're just like traveling and doing a show every day and that's a lot can we just you know? all of that is to say i'm oh glad that you I two totally wanna... had a, a good experience a nice positive user yes. experience it brought you closer together with not only you two but other fans it's always awesome that's kind of what it's all about yep it was great yeah yeah for sure 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Rick, for the sound. Always. Julia and Amy for your garages. Uh, next episode is Why Bother. I picked that one out of nowhere. So Love it. In case you didn't know, that's what's happening. The episode's probably going to hurt. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, that's a different song. Um, how does Why Bother start? Anyway, we'll find out <laughs> next week <laughs> or next I, two I weeks. I should know off the top of my head. Um, follow us on Twitter. We are Weezer. Uh, Instagram. We are Weezer. Email us or the Facebook page too. Um, shout out to Relationship Fan Page and Weezerton, the Weezer tribute band. Um, next week what else was I going to say oh email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com and thanks for listening guys we will see you next time right, goodbye adios, adios. bye Bye, Felicia.